Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone. I hope you all are doing great. As you all know, one of my topic of interest is full mouth reconstruction and I've been teaching this topic along with occlusion since past decade. Teaching such a complex topic is a challenge as I wanted to make it as simple as possible. As Albert Einstein had said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it. Well, I'm not Albert Einstein uh, and far from explaining things simply. But in next few episodes, I will try and explain the process of full mouth reconstruction as in a simple manner as possibly I can. Doing full mouth reconstruction may sound daunting and hence I always recommend people to start with carrying out direct full mouth reconstruction first and get few cases under the belt before you start doing indirect cases. Being safe is paramount to me. We need to make sure that we are doing right for our patient. To keep it simple, I will only be discussing about steps involving direct full mouth reconstruction in this series of episodes. I will of course discuss indirect reconstruction later on. I've developed three steps technique for direct adhesive full mouth reconstruction, which is very easy to follow and ideal for beginners who are good at doing single tooth dentistry and would like to start doing full mouth reconstruction. Direct adhesive reconstruction is much more forgiving than full mouth indirect restoration. And if you are starting out, then I would advise that you carry out at least few direct cases before you start doing fully indirect case. Now, of course, there is rarely a case where all the restoration will be direct. But as far as majority of restorations are direct or made of material, which is easy to adjust, such as composite, then that would be a good start. So you could do indirect palatal backing, but as far as those palatal backing is made up of composite, then you can always adjust that backing. So let's look at the overview of three steps involved for full mouth reconstruction. Step number one is treatment planning. That involves comprehensive assessment, including occlusal assessment, impressions and records, mounting in CR, CO or ICP, diagnostic wax up, trine and mock up. So basically this is your treatment planning stages. You're, you haven't done anything irreversible to patient and you're trying to really assess whether you and patient are on the same page, whether you can give patient what patient wants. So this is really uh, a writing a roadmap for your treatment. Step number two is anterior buildup. And yes, many dentists would think that, you know, you need to do posterior buildup first. And there is a lot of confusion between that. Again, in this series of episodes, um, I will discuss with you uh, exactly how I do it, uh, these type of cases and my rationale behind of doing anterior construction first. The step number two is anterior buildups, upper and lower anterior definitives. And you need to then posterior put a posterior temporaries you either using wax up or GIC stops. And I will again go through that in detail later on. Step number three is posterior buildups. Posterior definitive restorations, either you can do one arch or one side at a time. Step number three also includes protection and maintenance. So in these three steps, step number one, treatment planning, step number two, anterior buildup, and step number three, posterior buildup and maintenance. And 
that is your full math reconstruction setup. Now, what I have done is I've broken down the steps into appointments. And now in series of episodes, we are going to go through appointments. To keep these episodes simple and um, easy to digest, I've broken, broken them down into smaller chunks. They will be almost approximately between 20 to 30 minutes long. So you can listen to them while you're driving and it doesn't get over complicated. However, if you do want to listen to them, all of them together, once all of them are published, um, I would suggest that you listen to them everything in one row so that you can then understand the whole process. So appointment number one, when patient comes for um, full math reconstruction is a checkup. Now, when I say appointment number one checkup, I really mean that patient is not aware that patient has come to you for full math reconstruction. And why is that? Because as you know me, my main audience or my main, uh, you know, concentration is general dental practitioners. So I know that general dental practitioners usually don't get referrals. So my most of my first few cases, I would say a few hundred cases, were my own patients. And the protocol used to be when they come in is their appointment number one, which is their checkup. So it's usually 20 minutes examination. And what I would do is I would take photographs. I'll do normal assessment, normal examination like you generally do. And then I would uh, show patient those photographs. And if I feel that, you know, a patient needs some full mouth reconstruction or patient would benefit from more comprehensive treatment, then I would advise patient that, you know, I need more time to come up with the solution to improve his or her oral health and protect their teeth from further degradation. So I explain patient that, look, I need more time. I cannot really tell you everything that you need because even I don't know what is right or wrong for you. If you are interested, then I will book you further assessment appointment where I will do much more detailed assessment where you would do tooth by tooth assessment, um, prognosis and charting of the tooth, uh, take appropriate radiographs, take appropriate records. Um, and you would tell patient that this will incur a certain whatever amount of fee you charge for your comprehensive assessment. What you're doing is you are really testing whether the patient is interested in taking this further. And if patient is not interested, then that's okay because that might not be the right time for that patient. But this is the best way to start the conversation. Many times dentists feel under pressure during checkup that, okay, you need to tell patient the treatment there and then. Even I can't sometimes make a decision there and then. Majority of the time, I can plan the treatment very, very quickly. However, if you imagine that you are, let's say, having your house redone or you're having a kitchen done and you call in an architect, you call in few people who you are taking different advice or second opinions from. And one person come to your house and they look around and just by looking and then gives you, let's say, 50,000 pounds bill and say, it's going to be 50,000 pounds. Now, the other architect comes, he looks around, he said, look, I need to take some more time. He goes back and um, charts everything, you know, makes a 3D model, comes back and shows you how your kitchen or your house will look in 3D model and explains exactly how things are going to work out. 
and then tells you the fees for that work, then you're more likely to go ahead with that um, guy or uh, girl who is um, giving you the service because um, they have explained you uh, appropriate procedure. So what I'm trying to say is that you need to show that you are uh, taking appropriate thinking, your appropriate time in order to come up with a solution. And it does take time, especially when you are starting out doing full mouth reconstruction. So you need to tell patient that, look, there's a lot of things going on in your mouth, as you can see from the photographs. And what I do, I need more time. I need to do more deeper assessment, more comprehensive assessment. My charge for comprehensive assessment is whatever, this much. And generally that includes two appointments. First appointment is really to do comprehensive assessment, see where patients are at and what patient want. Make notes of everything. It's a kind of a data gathering appointment. And then you go away and you assess photographs, assess models, and then come up with a treatment plan. And the appointment two is really proposal of your treatment plan. So I would tell patient that, you know, my appointment, the fees will consist of two appointments. First appointment is almost like a data gathering appointment. And the second appointment is to show you what we can do. And I'll come up with a few options. I always tell patient that, you know, my first option will be ideal option. And we always need to start with ideal. That's our benchmark. However, I will give you some other options which are more compromised because life is not ideal. And if you feel that this, uh, for some reason, the ideal option is not for you, then I will give you other options which will be, which will involve, involve a little bit of compromise, but um, it still will be beneficial for you. By doing that, what you are doing is you are telling patient that you're willing to give them few options because if you just tell them one option or none then they might feel entrapped they might feel stuck and you know it's not a nice feeling to have so you need to be able to give patient more than one option if it's possible for your full mouth reconstruction more than one approaches so one of the example could be that we know that you know many cases replacing missing teeth with implant is ideal you know, that gives you closest to natural dentition. It doesn't give you the same effect as natural dentition, but it's closest to natural dentition. However, many times patient may not feel that, you know, replacing um, lots of implant is fitting within that budget. So one of the compromise would be to give them denture instead of implant. So, you know, you need to have two different treatment plans. Plan number one will be your ideal plan, which is implant, whatever you feel is ideal for that patient. And there are very rare occasions where denture might be ideal for that patient. And you need to tell patient that, look, I feel in my opinion that for you, denture is ideal because of your medical condition or for whatever, you know, because you you are a smoker and, you know, you smoke 20 a day and I'm not willing to do quite heavy bone grafting or sinus lift for you. So for you, ideal option is to do dentures unless you stop smoking. In that case, we can then uh, do more uh, better uh, treatment. But in this case, in this situation, ideal is danger for you. So it's just an example. Um, but you need to give patient few different options. That would be appointment two. But let's come with the appointment number one. So that's your checkup. And 
many times dentists ask me questions that, you know, I'm a general dental practitioner. How can I really tell patient that you need full mouth reconstruction in 15, 20 minutes? And the answer is you don't need to. You just need to show patient that there is more than one teeth, tooth is involved. What they need is a comprehensive care and comprehensive treatment and ask them whether they are ready for it. If they are ready for it, then book in another appointment. Make sure you take appropriate payment because uh, many times happens that the patient might say, yes, they want to go ahead with that. Um, and, you know, they change their mind and then they don't come for their appointment. And, you know, um, I'm fine with patient changing their mind, but I'm not fine with someone wasting my time. So you need to take a deposit for the payment to make sure that if they want this treatment, then they, they secure it by using deposit. Alternatively, if you feel that patient wants some kind of uh, provisional estimate, then, you know, you can do a Zoom call or something like that where you give patients some idea. But usually you need to um, do more comprehensive assessment before you give them any idea of the treatment. And when patients come to you for comprehensive assessment, you need to ask them questions such as, what are your goals? For, for your mouth, you know, we need to ask them what are your long term goals. Um, and many times patients haven't thought about that, that, you know, in five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line, um, what would they like? And many times when I ask this pa question to patient, they are like, oh, no, you know what? I am 50s. I'm OK to have dentures when I'm in 70s. And I give them example that majority of my patients are over 70s who want implant because they don't want denture. So what we are trying to do is we're trying to keep your teeth in your mouth for as long as possible. And you need to show them what uh, they have. So in your comprehensive assessment examination, you're going to show them um, exactly teeth by teeth um, what is happening with that teeth and why you are recommending them these treatment. You need to tell them your concerns. You need to tell them that, look, I understand that um, you need this treatment and this is going how it's going to be. My concern is that you are a heavy broxer. You will continue broxing. And, you know, we know from studies that it's impossible to completely stop someone broxing, broxism. So, yes, we will give you appliance to make sure that, you know, you we protect your teeth at nighttime when you're grinding, but we cannot do anything with the daytime grinding. So, you know, my concern is you're going to break and chip your restorations. And this is something we need to uh, deal with as in when that happens and there will be an appropriate charge for it because you need to make patient understand that it is not your fault that they are breaking restorations. Of course, you need to make sure that you your occlusion's up to date, your occlusion's fine, patient's biting all right. And majority of cases, patient do not break things that frequently uh, if you have managed patient's occlusion very well. However, you need to let patient know that this could be the case. Show them what may happen if they don't do anything. So, you know, if you have cases where there's severe wear, where patients have broken down their restoration, and if you think that this patient is going to be that patient who with a broken down dentition and very, very severe wear in 20 years down the line, then show them that photo and say, look, 
in my opinion this will be you in 20 years down the line or you could even put oral health age for patients so you can tell patient that in my opinion your age um, of, of your teeth is I don't know, 70 year old, although you are 40 year old, age of your teeth is 70 year old. They are worn down as if it's their 70 year old's teeth and and show them how can you help them. Show them your previous cases. If you haven't done any full mouth reconstruction, then show them someone else's cases. Obviously, do not tell patient that this is your cases. That would be not good. You can tell them that this is one of my colleagues or whoever the source was. Um, and you can tell patient that this is this can be achievable. Because many times when they see it, they believe it. And I always tell patient that health of the teeth follows smile. Yes, we all are in smile makeover and, you know, we all love giving patient beautiful smiles. But you need to make sure that you make them understand that your priority is health of the teeth. Make sure that the health comes first because that will then follow smile. Now, that would be in your uh, uh, first overall appointment. First appointment, as I said, will could be normal checkup. And then you're calling patient back in again for comprehensive assessment. Now, in comprehensive assessment, as I discussed, you are assessing patient's concern, goals. You're recording clinical assessment, radiographic assessment. You're doing tooth-by-tooth tooth prognosis where you are assessing patient's tooth teeth restorability, um, doing vitality tests, and you're writing down individually which teeth are good prognosis and which teeth are not. And this is a very good exercise for dentists who feel overwhelmed by just looking in patient's mouth and, you know, multiple broken restorations. And, you know, if you feel that you're overwhelmed because of that, starting by tooth by tooth prognosis is the best way to break down your concerns. Obviously, you may will be taking full mouth photographs, intraoral scanning if you have a scanner. And, uh, you know, if necessary, you will be doing mounting and diagnostic wax up and telling patient your concerns. Now, with regards to with regards to mounting and wax up, this is a quite early stage to do it. So I most of the time do not do mounting and wax up at this stage. Okay, and now when you are coming to uh, treatment planning phases, you need to decide whether you are going to do reorganized approach or you're going to do conformative approach. Now we know that when now, whenever we are doing full mouth reconstruction, it is going to be 99.9% reorganized approach. Reorganized approach is we are changing patient's occlusion where um, we are either raising OVD, we, we are restoring patient in CO, CR, um, but we're not restoring patient in ICP. Um, so what are the indication of reorganizing patient's uh, dentition. Um, so the indication is you have a, either patient has extensive restoration um, and you are treating more than one arch or you're treating one full arch or more than few quadrants. Um, you need to make sure that you look into doing reorganizing approach because we know that when you are treating multiple teeth, it's very easy that you may lose patient's ICP and you cannot rely on patient's ICP to sort of rely on uh, for your occlusion. And that's why you need to reorganize. 
the advantage of reorganizing is that you you are uh, you manage to most of the time avoid this dyslexic context. You remove them, uh, which you can call it non-working side contacts or interferences. Many times you manage to remove it. Uh, many times because you're raising OBD, preparation of teeth doesn't re result in uh, you know change of jaw relationship. You get better control. Um, you get better stable occlusion because you are starting everything from scratch almost from scratch. You remove this iatrogenic deflective contact, which is again not introduced in your restoration because again, you're starting from scratch. You get control over interocclusal contact and you get much better posterior stability. So in appointment one overall, or you could call it appointment one, one, one A, one B. So one will be your checkup. One A will be the time when you are doing comprehensive assessment and one B is when you are proposing the treatment plan to patient. You are doing all this. You are doing a checkup, comprehensive assessment, assessing whole patient's mouth, and then treatment planning to roughly as to what patient needs. Treatment planning would involve a lot of um, uh, things and, you know, consideration. You need to assess patient's smile design. Uh, you need to see patients where patient is... Um, you know, they need orthodontic treatment, um, what type of restoration you're going to do. Again, as we progress from this journey, we will touch base on that more and more. And my hope is that uh, after series of this episode, and, you know, even if you haven't learned from this series of episodes, um, I will continue sharing more information with you uh, to give you better understanding of treatment planning because once you learn all the steps you will realize the steps are very easy and straightforward to follow then the only thing you need becomes challenging or becomes things where you need to use your skills is treatment planning and treatment planning is it evolves over the time and and because of that um, you know once you know the steps you need to be very good at treatment planning and that will help you in pro progressing forward. Now, let's say you plan the treatment uh, roughly because many times you cannot plan treatment until you do further assessment. So no, appointment number one will be your, as I said, it can be broken down into few appointments, but that will be your checkup, comprehensive assessment and treatment planning and proposing that to patient. And patient says, yes, I'm happy with uh, this provisional treatment plan, you now move on to appointment number two, which is taking records. And as we discussed, because we are reorganizing, we are, I am most of the time mounting models in CR because many times CO position will not give you uh, enough of a vertical opening. So CO is centric occlusion, which is first point of contact. CR is centric relation, which is teeth apart position, where your mandible is more stable position and repeatable position. So most of the time I mount models in CR. So for that, you need to take good quality impressions. You need to take Facebook record and CR records using leaf cage or Lucia jig. If you go to my group called Full Mouth Reconstruction for GDPs Facebook group, I have given a demonstration on how to use leaf cage and how to use Lucia jig 
um, for CR records. Usually I use LeafCage for my uh, comprehensive assessment for loading TMJ load, load test. And I would use Lucia Jig for my CR records. We need to then um, assess patient during this appointment. So while you are doing this you know, record taking and everything. You you are also assessing patient. You're assessing patient to see whether you can get on with each other. And as I uh, become more and more experienced, more older, more wiser, this is my very, very rigid criteria. I must get on with patient. If I don't like patient for some reason or uh, patient don't patient don't like me, then I would stop at this stage and I will not progress. You know, um, what I have realized that not all human beings get on with each other. And it's okay not to get on with each other. But it's not okay if you're not um, agreeable to each other and you you are treating that patient because there will be time when you're doing full mouth reconstruction, things will not go as planned you want patient to be your side you need to un- you need patient to understand that you are doing whatever you're doing is in their best interest so my challenge now that i'm at the stage where i can almost do anything which dentistry has to offer my challenge is to make sure that i select appropriate patient it doesn't mean that you're being judgmental and you're giving enough time, but at any point, at really early stages, you think that you know what, either this patient is uh, not understanding the complexity, or patient is not being responsible, then you need to really stop and think whether you want to treat that patient or not. The second thing, you when you're assessing patient, you need to uh, really answer a question whether can you fulfill patient's goal. Um, patient may come up with multiple goals and, you know, some goals might not be reasonable for you to fulfill. So you need to really um, assess whether you can assess patients, or you can give patients, you know, reasonable, achieve patient's goal. And also you need to assess whether patients is compliant or non-compliant, which means if patient is going to um, follow up on your on your um, instructions. The second thing when I am doing treatment planning, I assess is something called load test. Load test is done by using uh, leaf cage, as I explained before. Um, I use leaf cage to assess load, uh, to do load testing of TMJ. And when I put leaf gauge, ask patient to go forward and backward and squeeze. If patient is feeling pain in the TMJ area, make sure it's not the muscle, it's the TMJ. Uh, and if it's positive, then I do not progress with full mouth reconstruction. I keep patient Michigan splint and wait till the jaw is not painful. And in these patients, I will try and do the minimum increase in OVD because we know from history, from the studies that these patients are not very, they are very susceptible to change in occlusal vertical dimension. Now, when I did the load, when I do the load test and there is no pain and patient's jaw is easy to manipulate, then I'll go ahead and take records um, by using D programmer. If there is no pain, 
but patient joy is difficult to manipulate, then I would give patients some sort of a deprogrammer, which is long-term. So either Michigan splint or Coist deprogrammer. If patient has unstable occlusion, when patient cannot locate that bite, when you ask patient to close and you feel that the muscles are really tense, then also I will give patient Michigan splint first before I start. Uh, make sure patient's uh, jaw is relaxed. Um, that may take a couple of months before you can start next step of the uh, treatment. The other thing I lo I'm looking for is um, I check uh, which teeth have worn down. So, you know, if you decide, this will help you to decide whether you're going to do full mouth reconstruction or localized reconstruction. Um, it will decide reorganized versus conforming. Um, it will also decide whether you're going to do dull. So, for example, if you have patient with just anterior wear, many times some of the erosive wear, you have upper palatal wear, um, and then that's it, upper anterior palatal wear, or maybe a little bit of lower anterior, then you can use this um, dull technique, which I will go through with you in, in a little bit more detail in future episodes. But you can use dull technique to... Um, restore these teeth without touching posterior teeth. If only posterior teeth have worn down and anterior teeth have not worn down, then the best uh, treatment is to do orthodontic treatment uh, in order to um, move those teeth and create the space first. In my opinion, uh, dal for posterior teeth majority of time doesn't give you the ideal result. It may or may not work, but uh, it's, it's a bit uncontrolled. Um, so I would definitely look into doing orthodontic treatment. Then you need to determine upper anterior length of the teeth. So when patient is smiling, patient's got severe wear, but patient showing whole of the teeth, upper tooth. And if you then add length to that tooth, then it will not look nice. In these cases, you either need to do crown lengthening. That's what we used to do, uh, crown lengthening and crowns. Uh, to make sure the patient's show of the teeth is not great, uh, is proportionate. Um, or nowadays, I try and see if I can use orthodontic movements, if I can use orthodontic treatment to move the teeth, to intrude the teeth, and then build them up. Because this usually happens because of the alveolar compensation. Now, if the lower teeth have worn down, then you almost always have to increase OVD. And when you are adding to lower teeth, you need to add at least 1.5 millimeter composite if you are doing composite restoration because of the strength of the material. The other decisive factor is curve of speed. So I am checking patient's curve of speed of the lower arch and checking occlusal plane. I want my occlusal plane to be as flat as possible, my curve of speed as flat as possible. Reason being that if you have a steeper cover speed, that means you need steeper anterior guidance, so protrusive guidance, in order to disclude posterior teeth. And if you are keeping your uh, protrusive guidance very steep, that may come in a way of envelope of function of patient's jaw. So when they are biting, they're moving their jaw. And if patient has very deep anterior um, guidance, very steep anterior guidance, they might uh, start bashing their teeth against each other. So you don't want that. You need to imagine whenever you are looking for guidance is plane taking off. So when plane takes off generally, 
it takes off very gently and that's how your guidance will be so it's very gently in the beginning and then it steepens uh, as it as it goes up so um because that will then reduce the muscle activity if you have steeper guidance it will cause muscle problem as well so making sure the cover speed is flatter is my priority and again that might come as if the cover speed is steep at the posterior i might add on the lower arch more of height than the upper arch to make sure that I have uh, flatter cover speed. But that you will know only after you do diagnostic wax up most of the time. And then you need to assess whether there are any limiting factors. So you need to assess whether there is uh, is there any newly fitted crown which patient may not want to change. And this happens to me many times where patients come to me for implant consultation and, and the dentist has already done a couple of crowns or onlays. And I look at their mouth and I say, oh, you kind of need a full mouth reconstruction because, you know, once we do implant, and we know that the effect of raising OBD and implant, again, we will go through that in future future episodes. But um, if patient needs full mouth reconstruction, I would rather do it before I load that implant. And um, patient says, yes, let's do it. But the dentist has just done a new crown and looks nice and it's, it's in very stable position. Then the question is, are you going to take that crown off and redo the crown? or you're going to keep that crown and how to incorporate into your full mouth reconstruction. And that's something you need to decide. The other difficulty is crowns with post and course. And, you know, when you are doing increasing OVD, even if the, you know, crown is healthy and is fine, you will have to change it because uh, otherwise it won't be an occlusion most of the time and we know that you know post and core restoration to repeat that restoration even if you're just drilling the crown off you are creating a lot of vibration and you can cause issues with the post so you need to make sure you you make patient aware of this situation and complication with post and core restoration the other limiting factor is previously restored implants you need to know what implant it is. You need to tell patient that there will be a fees associated with changing the porcelain or changing the whole crown of implant. The other limiting factor is crowding. And many of my patients requires orthodontic treatment first. And always tell everyone that, you know, your life will become much easier if teeth are in its position where they're supposed to be. And lastly, severely supra erupted teeth, which you cannot just simply intrude. And in these cases, you will have to have them out, you know, extracted. Um, if it's mildly supra erupted, then you can try and do orthodontic treatment, which can increase the time and the fees of your treatment. And this is something you need to make patient aware. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We discussed initial stages of full mouth reconstruction. Appointment number one, which can be really divided into three appointments checkup appointment, comprehensive assessment appointment, and proposal of your treatment plan appointment. So that's appointment number one. Appointment number two is taking patients' records, uh, Facebook records, and mounting models, and really assessing models and photographs and patients' mouth 
in planning treatment plan and doing a proper treatment planning and giving patient a more robust idea as to how their uh, treatment would work, how much it will be, um, and uh, you will have better understanding of your treatment planning. We also discuss some of the factors um, or decisive factors when you are doing treatment planning. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. In the next episode, we will start from appointment number three, which is a mock-up, and we will take it from there. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Music